0: Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. It's your host, Amy Bailey, and I have Michelle Harbin with me with Harbin Hollow. Hey, Michelle.
1: Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me today. All (laughs) right.
0: Well, tell our listeners a little bit about Harbin Hollow. I'm not sure how familiar people are. Hopefully, people have heard of you, but um, for those who haven't, I want them to, to get the goods.
1: Yeah, so Harbin Hollow, the story behind the name, first of all, is that Harbin Hollow is nine acres in Portland, Tennessee, which is about 35 or 40 miles north, just straight up 65 from Nashville. We're actually the last exit before you cross into Kentucky, and we have nine acres here where there's four generations living of my, it's my my husband's family. So we have his grandparents or his grandfather, and then one of his brothers and their family, and his parents, and then my family were all here. So we have three homes and four generations. And so, a little bit about Harbin Hollow, it kind of was born out of like sheer accident. Um, I mean, I guess not accident, I guess there was someone had a plan, right? But um, it certainly wasn't my plan to start working in food manufacturing. My back, uh, my background has always been working in hospitality, everything from restaurants to special events. And then I even, I taught for a little while public speaking at Ball State um, when I tried to get out of the restaurant business. And then I was in events. And when I left events three years ago, when I was pregnant with my second child. My kids are now six and two. Um, I just, it wasn't conducive to being a a work mom. It was really hard. My husband travels for work. And so we made the decision for me to stay at home, but I couldn't sit still. So I became a certified nutrition coach and, um, I started running challenge groups and connecting with people and sharing information, not just about nutrition, but just overall, Wellness, I have an acronym that I like to use for grace, which is um, to show yourself some grace, you can practice gratitude, getting good rest, awareness, as in mindfulness and self-awareness, clean eating and exercise. So I kind of teach around those five pillars of health, but I wasn't ever really able to monetize that to the point of, that I would like. And so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to take a little break and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. I just turned 40, and I was like, my daughter's going to start kindergarten in a few months. We'll just wait, and I'll go back to work then or figure something out, and um, about a month later, I was still running a blog, and I shared my recipe to my homemade elderberry syrup that I've been making for my family for a couple of years. And immediately everyone, it was right at the beginning of cold and flu season before Christmas, everyone was starting to be inside more, sharing more germs through the holidays, you know, that kind of starts at Halloween, and then just kind of spirals, right. And so I, I was resistant. I was like, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to make this. I'll have to charge this much, and I don't want to do it. And um, everyone kept calling. So that Christmas, this was Christmas 2018, I literally spent our entire Christmas break meeting people in parking lots all over Middle Tennessee and slinging elderberry syrup. And so by February of 2019, we had found a manufacturer, and we joined the Pick Tennessee family of products. And we expanded our product line. We have a couple recipes of elderberry syrup. We uniquely package bee pollen in these one teaspoon single serving pollen pods. And then we have a jelly that is strawberry and elderberry that we use chia seeds instead of fruit pectin. And it's sweetened with local honey. Um, And so now our products are in over 50 stores in five states in just a little over a year. So it's been a crazy ride, yes, of um, just catching the balls as they come at us, which is a wonderful problem to have. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready to kind of slow down and have some intention and be a little more proactive. Yeah. So, in ways, while our sales are suffering a little bit because of the um, global pandemic, we're currently all quarantined, but it's also given me time and space to pivot in ways that I was wanting to do anyway. So I'm marking things off my to-do list that I've been wanting to do. Um, But yeah, that's kind of how we got here. And so- um,
0: I have a couple of questions. Can I interject a little bit? Uh, I want to laugh a little bit about the slinging elderberry in the parking lots because I did that myself. We talked about this on the phone, but it's so funny. Once people know you make it, they want it. People don't want to stop And make it in their kitchens. I know. (laughs) So I I, I had a similar experience and uh, it was it was hilarious because I had just been giving it away to people in my neighborhood, and then somebody contacted me that I loosely knew through someone else and wanted me to meet her in a Walmart parking lot. And I totally (laughs) I did. I felt like I was doing a drug deal for elderberry syrup, you know. But Mm -hmm. anyway, I want to go back. You have such an interesting story. I love the working mom entrepreneur aspect, but I even want to go back before that to the certified nutrition coach Mm -hmm. because you were working in events and marketing. How did you make that leap? Yeah. Completely different fields.
1: Totally different field. So basically it kind of spawned out of my own personal health and fitness journey. So my first pregnancy with Lila, who is now she'll be seven in July, I was working in events and I had a very complicated pregnancy. I was 34, So, you know, you're already classified as mature and I had gestational diabetes. I had gestational hypertension. Um, they They were fearful that I would develop preeclampsia. So I spent lots of extra ultrasounds, which was cool, lots of extra ultrasounds, monitoring twice a week at triage, you know, all of these things. And I knew that because I was already 34, and if that pregnancy was complicated, and I wanted to have another child, I was going to have to do some work in between, right? And so I started my health and fitness journey when Lila, she was probably about a year and a half old. So it would have been February of 2015. And I purchased, I had a friend who was a beach body coach. And can you hear me?
0: Well, you kind of went dull a little bit i hear you but it's low
1: okay um so i had a friend is it cutting in and out
0: it's not i hear you it's just low
1: okay let's see hold on Um, okay everything's good um okay can i talk louder does that help yeah just talk
0: louder We'll, (laughs) we'll make it work this is
1: i'm loud i know this is this is this is the era we're in. We're Zoom calling and all of this. <laughs> so, anyways, I had a friend who was a beach body coach. So, I purchased 21 Day Fix, and that's what started it. I never thought I would be a coach. So, I entered that world of beach body coaching, multi level marketing. And I really enjoyed leading the challenge groups and getting people motivated. And by leading them, it kept me accountable. And so, because I was leading by example, right? So what I did was, um, whenever I decided not to stay in events, I decided I wasn't able to monetize the multi-level marketing. That's really tricky. A lot of people have success at that. I did not. No. And I tried so it too. I thought, yeah. well, if I'm going to do that, maybe I can add a level of trust by becoming an actual certified nutrition coach. I was fascinated by it, so I took a course. Um, it's through Precision Nutrition, who is a very well-known um, nutrition certification, lots of personal trainers go that route. Um, it's a very good program. So I did that. And, um, that's how I ended up in nutrition coaching. But again, I was never really able to monitor it. I mean, monetize it. I just, I was working from home and I really, a lot of people are good at building online businesses. I need to be like out and meeting the people. That's just where I shine the best. That's where I connect the best. And I wasn't able to just throw up a website and attract people to it. It just didn't work that way. It's very hard. Yes. It just didn't work that way for me. So, um, yeah, that's, I just, I kept throwing money into the nutrition coaching though. And then finally we were like, okay, this is not working. And as soon as I stepped away from it, God was like, no, 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 no. Wait a second. You are supposed to be in this realm, just not doing that.
0: That's amazing. That's
1: when I shared my recipe and this was born. So it's kind of weird because now I'm in food manufacturing, which is kind but it's all health and wellness minded, right? So it's a divisionary, a division of nutrition coaching. But I'm also like I just took over the management of the Portland Farmers Market, Mm. which is all farm to table, local foods, whole foods. And so basically, I'm going to be throwing an event every week (laughs) for the farm season. So it's like nutrition and events together, which is crazy. I know. You see all the pieces come together. I know. I know. And so we'll see how that goes because there's nothing like taking over a new farm. Well, the farmer's market is existing. It's been in um, Portland for about five years. But nothing like taking it over in the middle of a global pandemic.
0: right so do y'all have
1: a pretty big farmers market oh we only have about you know somewhere between 12 and 15 vendors with um food trucks and we keep it you know two meat vendors a couple of produce and everything space some local artisans um a popcorn guy bread vendor you know and so um i've enlisted some help of a nonprofit here in portland called portland pay it forward and they have a local food Giveaway they do for, the, and they have no strings attached. It's just anyone can come and get a bag of food on Fridays. And so their volunteers are going to help me man it and they'll get to have a booth there to collect their donations. Mm. So that's a win for them and a win for us because it'll bring people to the market. Um, so that, yeah. And I mean, who would have known nutrition coaching and events combined end up with the farmer's market. You oh, know? It's perfect. So, and I can yeah. see how,
0: how passionate you are about this.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. And now more than ever, we have to prioritize getting the food from our local farms to the table of our communities. Exactly. You know? um, I mean, a huge selling point right now is the supply chains are so small, hardly anyone handles it. Right. So you know that your food has not touched, you know, 20 people who could have been infected with coronavirus. Right. You know? Right.
0: I think that's smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me about the elderberry. Did you, it's a long lost family recipe, like how did you stumble upon it?
1: No, girl, I Googled. (laughs) Actually, so when I first started hearing about um, elderberry syrup, and it was through nutrition coaching, just researching whole food remedies, right? Yeah. And I found out about elderberry syrup, and I went to just the local big box pharmacy, Mm -hmm. and everything I found had glucose syrup or food dyes, and all that in it. And I never even bought any. So I don't, I didn't even know. I mean, I've tried them now because I'm in the elderberry business. But at the time, I just put it back on the shelf. And I was like, well, that defeats the purpose. Yeah. I'm not going to give my child liquid sugar with food dyes when I'm trying to find a, a, a homemade or a healthy remedy. Right. So I just went home and made it. I mean, I ordered Amaz- uh, berries off Amazon. And the first few times I did it on the stovetop, and then I got an instant pot. and So then I would do it in the instant pot. And we drank it for a couple of years. And my biggest thing was I saw a big difference between one child to the next and the number of sicknesses and, um, air infections. And the second one, he, as soon as he was old enough to have the honey, I let him have it. And he's, I mean, I can't say the elderberry syrup is the reason, right? We sure. don't really know they're different kids, but he's, he'll be three at the end of this month. And he's had one sick visit to the doctor with one round of antibiotics wow. in his life which is amazing. That's amazing. And well, and it's our diet too. It's a whole food diet. It's an active lifestyle. It's a lot of things I want not doing with her mm-hmm. when she, when she was little. Yeah. Um, so that, that's how I started making it. I think it was wellness mama's recipe or something that I took and, and tweaked. Uh-huh. So easy to make. It really is easy. It's easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. So,
0: I feel productive when I make it, you know, like I really did something.
1: I know. And it does last a long time and it's way cheaper if you can make it yourself. Yeah. Well tell us about
0: the ingredients. What do you know about the ingredients? Why is it helpful to us?
1: Okay. So there are five or six ingredients. Hold on. Maybe there's six. No, five ingredients. There's five ingredients. And the main one being elderberries, right? So, we source wildcrafted crafted European elderberries, which is the um, scientific name is Samagus nigra. We actually planted tiden bushes here in our yard. So, we'll see if they survive the deer. Yeah. Um, but they are supposedly the elderberry that has the most, um, the most healing properties. Uh-huh. So, they're produced in Europe. And I'm... I kind of have a theory about that because they're the ones that are most documented so you can go back and read the writings of the greek dr hippocrates from 400 bc and he writes about elderberry and he used elderberry for numerous things he kept it in his wellness toolbox so elderberry is the superhero of berries it's full of flavonoids its flavor is rich and can be compared to that of a blackberry Elderberry-based supplements are believed to work by supplying the body with antioxidants and boosting its natural immune response. Some studies even indicate elderberries can stimulate the immune response and stop the replication of viruses within the body. So that's why, that's why it is a good combat against the flu mm. and the common cold is because yeah. those are viruses. Um, and. And everybody's different. Doses dosages are different. You know, you can give your kids a little. Don't give anything with honey to your kids until they're one. Mm-hmm. Um, and ours does have honey. We do also have one with stevia in it that we omit the honey for people um, following keto or diabetic diets. That's great. And the next ingredient is local honey, which I'm really excited about this because we buy a ton of local honey Mm -hmm. and if y'all have ever compared the price of your adulterated honey that's on the shelf in the honey bear that has been pasteurized and boiled and there's nothing good left in it it's just basically sugar but it looks pretty because everything is clear and you know there's no (laughs) particles in it but that and if you've ever priced that which is like two dollars versus a little pint of local honey, you know it's expensive, right? Yes. So sometimes it's hard to find depending on the time of year. It's hard to find and, and the demand is always high. So I mean and the honey farmers and the bees work hard to make that honey. So they're they're deserving and charging what they charge I for. It. But because of that price, we're actually starting an apiary. So we're getting eight beehives. Love it. Um my husband's really excited about it. Thank goodness, because I don't know if I could really like retain all the information that is needed. I mean, the bees do most of the work, but there's still a lot of, there's you know, you to, Yes, you have to manage them. Um, so we only use local honey, and then hopefully we'll soon have ours. Honey, the natural sweetener, it has a complex composition, and compared to sugar, it has a lower glycemic index and energetic value. Mm-hmm. Honey contains antioxidant vitamins, E and C, as well as minerals. So if you can't have honey again, we do have the stevia one. Um, and honey is also a natural cough suppressant. Yeah, that's
0: right. I forgot about that.
1: So if you have a little cough, um, elderberry syrup with honey could help you um, get rid of that little tickle in your throat. Next ingredient is Ceylon cinnamon. So you have two kinds of cinnamon. The common cinnamon that you buy in the grocery store is called Cassia cinnamon. And it's also good. But there's another one called Ceylon, and it's spelled C-E-Y-L-O-N, right. and it's, it's uh, Sri Lankan cinnamon, and it supposedly has more medicinal and antibacterial properties than regular cinnamon.
0: Who knew? I had no idea. Right? Love it. So we
1: just buy cinnamon sticks, okay. and that's what we put in there. Um, Ceylon cinnamon is known as true cinnamon. Studies have suggested it may help support immune health due to its antioxidant, anti-inflammatory and antimicrobial properties. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah.
0: That's what we all and need then,
1: right now. Yeah, and we use the sticks instead of the syrup. I mean the powder, which if you're making it at home and you're drinking it pretty fast, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you use powdered like we use fresh ginger, we don't use citric acid powder, we use fresh lemons, we use the mm. fresh Ceylon, cinnamon and the fresh cloves. Because if you use powder and something sits on the shelf, it will either separate and you'll have that sediment in the bottom, or you would have to use some kind of xanthan gum, which is just an additional ingredient that we don't really need. Mm. So we like to do more, basically we make like an elderberry tea, we put all of these ingredients Boil everything but the honey you boil it together strain the honey um and then next is our ginger so ginger root is one of the most commonly consumed dietary condiments in the world some studies suggest it may serve as an anti-inflammatory and in asian cultures ginger is frequently used to treat coughs and upper respiratory symptoms i did not know that until i started making this syrup and I started looking into it and that's why like ginger cough drops mm-hmm. um are a big deal and I took ginger with my second child because ginger is also good for an upset belly and for nausea yeah. so as you can see all of these ingredients have their own little medicinal properties and benefits um, the fourth ingredient are cloves So, cloves originate in Indonesia and are a popular spice used in soups, stews, meats, sauces, rice, dishes, and holistic remedies, such as elderberry syrup. Cloves are a natural anesthetic, commonly used topically to treat toothaches. They're high in antioxidants and have been known to have antimicrobial and antiviral properties. And my favorite thing is it has that warm spice flavor. And if you've made your elderberry syrup at home, you know your house smells amazing when you're making it. It's like Christmas in a bottle, isn't it? Yeah. It, it really is. is. It really is. Um, and then the last ingredient are lemons. So lemons are one of the most common and recognizable ingredients in our syrup. They're full of vitamin C and have been linked to supporting digestive health. But the lemon also, in, inclu- in, in addition for the flavor and the – um the health benefits, it also acts as a natural preservative. So those are the, those are the only ingredients. So that, and then the bottling temperature of the way we bottle our, our syrup does not, the honey never gets to boiling, but it is bottled at a certain temperature so that it's safe and that it's shelf stable. That's amazing. It's I mean, so you, fun.
0: Well, and you know, everybody can feel good about taking that, you're right. It's not full of artificial flavors, preservatives, dyes anything that can make our everything
1: live. literally has a purpose
0: yeah i love that and the labeling that you chose it Thank looks you. like it reminds me of like old timey medicines or something yeah it's
1: like a it's like an elixir i wanted yeah. to call it elixir but then like my husband's like oh that has like a negative connotation like you're the old medicine man and the covered wagon coming through <laughs> the whole thing, slinging your your elixirs out of the back. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Plus, like for marketing purposes, people are just Googling elderberry syrup. You want that to come up, you know. But yeah, um the graphic designer that I worked with, I told her what I was looking for. We had already kind of started on a logo and she ran with it with the tea stained paper and love the it. old apothecary look and the the um the glass bottle. It's really fun.
0: It is it's really fun. No, it's beautiful. So tell us, is there anything else you want to talk about the elderberry?
1: I wanted to is go to that. The,
0: bee? Is there anything else with the elderberry? Cause I wanted to go to the bee pollen and talk about that for a minute.
1: Oh, um, no, I mean the elderberry, it can be used a couple of different ways. Um, one way is you can take it daily or every other day to um, help prevent sickness and promote wellness or you can take it at the first onset sign of symptoms every two to three hours in lieu of other cold and flu medicines and um, hopefully it gets in there and it stops that replication of the virus.
0: Um,
1: Kids, adults commonly take about a tablespoon which is about a half ounce and kids take a teaspoon.
0: Okay. Are there any like reasons somebody wouldn't be safe to take elderberry other than young infants with the honey? The young
1: infants with the honey. And then people who have autoimmune such as, and it's not all autoimmune because I have autoimmune and it, I'm okay. But like Hashimoto's, Okay. Um, sh- people with Hashimoto's could not because it can overstimulate the immune system. So if you do have any kind of autoimmune, I recommend talking to your doctor. I do have a couple of girls that are, that I grew up with they're like oh wish I could take it and both of them have Hashimoto's and gotcha. um, so that's the most common reason um, but no you don't ever hear of any adverse effects from taking elderberry syrup
0: no I haven't at all uh, so tell us about the bee pollen because I think this is really interesting especially in the area that we live in right now with
1: the allergy. right. so so bee pollen can stimulate an anti my, hold on. I
0: Look. got your back. You're
1: back. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. My Those died on me. Um, so bee pollen. Okay. So first of all, bee pollen is full of B vitamins. It's full of amino acids. It's a complex carbohydrate and it's full of protein. Mm. And like pound for pound within the animal kingdom, bee pollen is the most nutritious food produced by any animal. And the way it's produced, this is so cool. So y'all know, right now, everything is covered. I know your cars, your front porches, your patio furniture, everything is covered with that yellow pollen, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is when the bee goes and pollinates the flower, they go down and they're getting the nectar out of the flower because that's what they want. The bees want the nectar. And the pollen sticks to them and they gather the pollen and they stuff it in their legs, which are called pollen baskets. They'll put it both in, in their in these little little pollen baskets. I love it. They fly back to the hive and sometimes that pollen can weigh as much as half of their body weight. Wow. So they go back to the to the um hive When they get there, there's another band of bees that's waiting to off for them to offload this pollen. So they they give it to these other worker bees, they kind of put it in their mouth and they take it in. Because you know honey is stuff like they regurgitate things and all kinds of stuff to make honey. It's fascinating. That's why I've heard Yeah, and that's why it has never been recreated by man, because you literally can't, because it's something within their Makeup, their chemical makeup that helps make the honey. But so they take it back, they pass it off to these other worker bees. Those other worker bees kind of reform it and they mix honey in it and they form it into the little pollen balls and they stick it in the honeycomb. And that's their protein source that they eat over the winter.
0: That is so interesting.
1: Yeah. So the way it's harvested is there is a, they call them pollen traps. And when the bee flies into the hive and they have full pollen baskets. There's like a grid of little holes that are fairly bigger than the bee's body and the bee flies in there and that pollen gets off and then there's a little tray there and the, the honey farmer can harvest it. Once they have enough to get through the winter, just like honey, right? So you have a full box of honey and pollen that stays over the winter. And once that's full, the honey farmer puts another one on top and then that's what you can take. You have gotcha. to make sure they have enough first. But yeah, because the B, they're full of all of those B vitamins, amino acids, proteins, and carbohydrates, it's an amazing dietary supplement, just in general. Add it to smoothies, mix it in your yogurt, mix it with granola, we top banana and peanut butter sandwiches with it, mm-hmm. oatmeal. Um, it's, um, uh, endurance runners use it for natural energy. You'll hear uh, marathon runners having bee pollen along their race. Um, but yeah, and then as far as allergy goes, the theory behind it for allergies is, and obviously I'm not a doctor, but and everyone is different, but they say it, it kind of works kind of like, it builds your immunity. So by taking, just like local honey can help with allergies, if you take just a little bit of pollen, it can help build your immunity. To the allergens in the air, which and then form tells and in, in return tells your body it's okay. We don't have to fight this, and hopefully it calms down your response.
0: Mm, yeah, I love that. I want to talk about the nutrition component. Um, I'm a vegetarian, and mm-hmm. I had some recent blood work, which is awful, by the way. But oh it, no! I know. I thought, oh, I'm so healthy. I have no health conditions. I eat healthy. No. Um, so I have low B vitamins, all of them. And of course, I've been analyzing my diet and I, of course, don't get enough protein. So some for vegetarians, not vegans, because they wouldn't use it. But for a vegetarian, adding bee pollen to their diet, huge. Exactly. so simple. Yep. Yep. I think that's great. I, th- I love learning about how we can use food as medicine to yeah. help our health. So, And
1: it's the same thing with elderberry syrup. I mean... If you have a severe bee allergy, then maybe pollen isn't a good thing. But I've never heard of anyone ODing on bee pollen. Right. Yeah.
0: And if you have, please let us know because that's weird.
1: Yeah, we we. need. Yeah, we, I need to know. I need to put that <laughs> disclaimer on my website. Um, but, yeah, and, and I have my, my two-year-old. He loves it. He, he'll just drink it right out of the little pollen pod cups. He just huh. eats it whole. And then my daughter, what we do for her is she does have pretty – She has the worst allergy out of out of the four of us. And when she was growing up, she was on, you know, we do Allegra for a little while and then we do Claritin and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, whenever that little, I, I, looking back, I hated that I had her on those medicines, but she was so miserable. But with the wheat pollen, um, it's as needed when she's, and she'll say, if her eyes are watering and her nose is running. she'll say, I didn't take any pollen today. I need to take it tomorrow. But we just put a little bit of honey on a spoon and mm-hmm. then put the pollen in it. So then it just takes on, because it's a little bit chalky and then it's got a sweet aftertaste kind of, because you can taste the honey in it, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a weird texture, you know, Sure. Yeah. and, and six-year-old kids are picky.
0: Yeah. You got to put it in some honey. Just disguise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So how do people get their hands on your elderberry syrup, that jelly that you make? That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, um, Just our website, harvinhollow.com. Um, we ship all over the United States. We are still servicing. Um, I would say probably a dozen of our 50 stores are still open and ordering um, family owned pharmacies, Local, let's say you're in Mount Juliet, right? Mm-hmm. So we kind of talked about Orbit Nutrition, herb shops, um, Breeden's Orchard in Mount Juliet. They just opened awesome. their store back up and they have our, awesome. our online. On my website, there is a shop local and retailers tab. So you can click on that. And then I also recently posted a blog post that has a list of all of our local retailers and it clicks through to their sites. Um, I probably need to make some updates because things were changing so quickly about how people were amending business practices for COVID-19. I'm sure some have closed, some may have moved to curbside, some are delivery only, that kind of thing. But all of it's there and it's organized by state and then by county and then alphabetized within the county. So You can go find your county and then see what stores are recognizable to you or try someone new, a new small business that you haven't shown. Sorry, apparently my phone
0: rings to my computer. We're just going to ignore that. Um, But yeah, so I will link your website in the show notes so everybody can go straight to the website to find all of that information.
1: Yeah, and then on the website, there's a blog post about the elderberry syrup benefits, there's a blog post about the Chia, the, the, I call it superfood preserves because you have honey, elderberries, um, the strawberries and um, chia seeds. So all of those things are like super good for you. So yeah. there's also a blog post outlining those benefits. And, and all, anytime I am talking about benefits on my website, I link to the clinical research. So you'll find links within the article that you can click through to And, you know, on the National Institute of Health, not just Dr. Google.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. So all of us nerds can kind of see what's
1: written up. Of course, on social media, it's just Harvin Hollow. And I just started a TikTok. I posted my third TikTok on Harvin Hollow today. So if we have anybody on TikTok, um, go check that out.
0: I haven't gone there yet. I'm proud of you. (laughs)
1: I've had it for several years because I have teenage nieces, Mm -hmm. and so when it was Musical.ly, we downloaded it, but I never really posted anything, and I was like, well, I've got this account. I've got about 50 followers. We'll just switch it over to Harbin Hollow, and you know, I mean, I didn't do a dance today. I've learned to, but I haven't had the guts to post them.
0: (laughs) All we have is time, so you need to do that.
1: That's great.
0: I want to kind of dive in a little bit to, because you're a natural entrepreneur. You and I have talked before this and you have big dreams and visions for the direction of Harbin Hollow. And you were just someone who is very driven and you like to do things yourself in your way. So let's kind of talk about like balance. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I do like to do it my way. <laughs> I <get laughs> that the right way, but. <laughs> no,
0: I think I get that. Like I feel that on an emotional level because that's how I am too. So how do you balance owning your own business, being a creative person, two children, a husband, life, any tips or tricks for that?
1: So for me, when I am balancing it all the best is when I do, and we hear this all the time and, and there's, there's times where we're really good about it and there's times where we're really bad about it. But if I can get up in the morning before everyone else Mm -hmm. and do my little grace driven routine of gratitude exercise, um, a little self-awareness with meditation in my daily devotional, then I handle things a lot better. Um, but there's, I don't know. I mean, it's a team effort, you know, around here. And, and a lot of times it's, it's having to be really intentional about, first of all, putting the phone down, which I'm really bad about but I literally sometimes will just delete social media apps off my phone for 24 hours. That's the only way that I will not check my phone. Um, And when I do that, we have really good days. So i try to do that. Um, My husband, we're, we're because he's home right now, he's a TV producer and he travels a lot. Um, So for the course of the last year, and even when he works in town, it's long 12, 14 hour days. And he's, you know, an hour away. And, you know, so we, we figure out, I figure out times that I can work. Um, I mean a lot of times, sadly, it's when people are, when the rest of the family's in bed or before they get up. Um, but like I said, I've, I've been so reactive for the last year and I've just been putting out out fires or being able to service people as things come to me. So maybe now, I'm going to be able to implement some uh, systems, be a little bit more intentional, be more proactive instead of reactive. Yeah. Um, I think it's important too, to connect with other entrepreneurs like yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, This right here, this conversation with you is just good for my soul. Like I have to network, even if it's digitally um, taking over the Hills and Handshakes Instagram today. I'm getting to have conversations and engage with all those women. Mm-hmm. I'm do an online seminar next week. So, right now, because that, that's how I've grown my business, is just through relationships, um, networking, even plugging back into the events world. I started going, Hills and Handshakes started from a group for special events. And I started going back to that. Those people were giving me leads like crazy of stores in their neighborhoods or in their communities that this would be a good seller. And I was adding retailers because of that. And it's, and and I think that is the most important thing of being an entrepreneur is putting the relationships first because you just never know who knows who. That's That's right. So when you go into, I started this thing, and you'll like this. So I have a friend named Jason Elkins, and several years ago, probably five years ago now, he lost his job unexpectedly, didn't know what he was going to do. He'd always worked in marketing. So he set a goal in 30 days, he was going to have 100 cups of coffee with anybody that would have a cup of coffee, and it wasn't going to be like a certain industry, it wasn't going to be... certain demographic it was going to be anybody and everybody and it changed his life and he now has a business called 100 cups consulting and he leads other people in the networking um, and using relationship building to build sales and so that's what I found is like, okay, here's a funny story about a relationship. So I was a bartender for many, many years. And there was a couple, I worked at a restaurant on Old Hickory Lake in Hendersonville. And there was a couple, they would come in every weekend. I'd feed them dinner and I loved them. And they moved back to Chattanooga where she was from there. And she's like 70. Well, she's now running a grocery store on Lookout Mountain, like near Ruby Falls and all of that. And they now sell my elderberry syrup. I love so 15 it. years ago when I was popping their bottle of wine, I definitely did not know that they were gonna be selling yeah. my products that I was manufacturing, you know, for health and wellness. You know, so it's like these weird twists and turns. So I think that's the biggest tip is to value relationships. I love that in a business. Um, because everyone's helpful, right? Do you find that in, in the realm
0: of entrepreneurship? Yeah, that's how I've built my business. It's just word of mouth. I have spent, unless you count the podcast, which is really, I don't consider it marketing, but it's the only thing I spend money on. I've spent $0 on marketing. Yeah, it's really just a who knows who for my physical therapy practice, which is kind of crazy. You know, it's just know. networking. Like you said, I had never heard of the 100 cups of coffee, but I love that idea. But I do, I'll just message people and say, hey, do you want to meet for coffee? And so I can get to know other people. And you have
1: them. zero, zero expectations, right? It's like, I just want to get to know, I want to hear your story. I want to tell you mine. Let's find a ground. in then, And then people want, they say, you know, and you, you, you ask them, well, how can I help you? Yeah, like exactly. right now in your business. And then they in turn turn around and ask you the same thing. And it's amazing. It's all about it's relationship. Amazing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah.
0: And I think where I have struggled is the balance. And that's why I asked you because the balance of a family and you trying to be present because my business sets me on fire. So I could probably work 28 hours a week on my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, a day, 28 hours a day, you know, it's very easy to get absorbed in my business. Um, so trying to find that balance, but I love my children too, and my husband, you know, so it's like trying to um, give attention to all of it at once. And and my husband asked me, he's like, well, who else is doing what you're doing? I'm like, I don't know anybody who has as many children as I do. <laughs> and runs their own business, you know? So it is helpful because I think a lot of my listeners are entrepreneurs. Honestly, when I look back or the messages and the feedback that I get, it's business owners that are listening to my podcast. So, I think giving advice or either networking with other business owners or moms or women in general, even if you're not a mom, but a woman who's a business owner, it's a whole entire different world.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you, like right before we all got quarantined, I was at my wits end and we were like looking at spaces. I was like, I've got to get my shipping department and my office out of my bedroom before I lose my mind. Like everything happens here in this room. We've got. I have a storage unit that is climate controlled where we stock product and then I keep some here in my garage. But it's <laughs> like I was just going completely crazy. And then Lila's in kindergarten. So she was going to school every day. That gets her out of the house. But I was having a nanny come here, Cooper, mm-hmm. three days a week. So there was never a day where everyone was gone from the house. So what does that mean? The house is trash. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. all day. Like it's just a lost cause, and that just it just it's it's hard it right so hard. now it's I feel like we're adapting pretty good, considering that we're all here now luckily, we have acreage where we can get out mm. and play, and we're not going in the houses of my in laws at all, but we get to see them the and yeah. you know, um. But yeah, it's, it's a constant stroke. It is definitely a roller coaster. And I have days where I feel like I'm a really, really good mom and business owner. Mm-hmm. And then of course we have the days where you yell too much or you didn't get to the emails or you forgot to do, you didn't meet a deadline. I mean, all of these things, um, it's hard. Yeah you're
0: doing a beautiful job. You have grown a successful build business in less than two years.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's, I do think that you're probably right that entrepreneurs are listening to this because they're fascinated by your story and then the people that you have on. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. And that's what, you know, I keep saying, I want to give value to people. So I want the health aspect and the nutrition and the exercise aspect, but I also want to help entrepreneurs understand how to better themselves, their business, their balance, whatever, you know, as much value as I can.
1: In the realm of health and wellness, a huge percentage, and I have no idea what the actual percentage is, but a huge percentage are small business owners. Yeah. Unless you're working for an HCA or, right. big, huge corporate hospital chain, then you're owning your own business and your own practice. And, you know, like, I like right now, dentists are getting hit really hard, you know, because their practices are, and it's so weird right now, especially in the realm of medical providers, because you have some where we can't fill the jobs. We need so many people. And then you have others that are getting laid off because everything was so elective or not necessary, not essential. It's just, it's, it's so strange.
0: It is. It's an interesting time for sure. And I hope we're, I think we're all learning some very valuable lessons in this and how we want to go forward.
1: Yeah. And I think people, I think a good thing that's going to come out of this and while the next I mean, the next year is going to be hard on small businesses, period. Yeah. As, us included. I mean, we we did 80% of the revenue we did in 2019 in the first quarter, and then it just completely, like, stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we were, like, on a major roll. But um, I think that people are going to be more mindful of who they spend their money with right. because they're going to see their neighbors' businesses struggle People are going to lose their homes. There's going to be things that have negative um, consequences, but then in turn, I think it'll make us more mindful in the long run. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I think you're right, but I think we'll be more likely to invest locally and support our friends and their businesses. I I think it'll be very positive. Yeah. And I
1: think that's why it's going to be really good. Like, taking over this farmer's market and building that relationship between the farmers and the community. Um, because I mean, yeah, like I said, it'll be great for people to know that their food hasn't been handled.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I think that's, that's smart on your part. And so uh, yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for spending this time. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners? I think we've covered a lot.
1: No, I think we did. Thank you so much for having me. So now, um, you and I will have to connect via email and we'll, we'll schedule a virtual coffee. You can be one of my hundred cups. You bet. You bet.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening again. I hope everybody has a wonderful and safe week and go check out Michelle with Harbin Hollow.